Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I don't know if Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, planned on being so honest on Fox News. But what he said should bother you. What he said should frighten you. Most importantly, what he said should make you say, oh, so you lied. This conversation of lying, I remember. I'm so old, I remember that line. Right? It's, it's the idea that Trump lied about everything. And sometimes I ask, what in the world did you think Trump was lying about? Embellisher, loved himself, talks big about himself. You want to talk about having the largest inauguration in history? Whatever. Do you really think that's the same thing as trying to tell people that there's no crisis at the border? Do you really think talking big about your inauguration is the same thing about refusing to say what's happening at the border is a crisis? Do you accept the idea that we have a crisis at the border? Um, I am focused on mission, uh, Chuck, Mm -hmm. and the challenges that we face and our ability to meet those challenges. You won't admit what everybody knows to be true. You won't say the words. The White House won't say the words. Why does it hurt you so much? Why do you lie to us and then go on to Fox News as the secretary did? There he was talking to Chuck Todd. Here he's talking to Chris Wallace. And when asked the question about who has been released into the United States, it's a whopper. So, Chris, um, uh, about 3,000 are actually in detention, uh, and we make those detention determinations in the best interest of the American public. Others are in immigration court proceedings. They are monitored by us. We impose conditions uh, upon them, so we uh, keep in touch with them and ensure their appearance in court as the law requires. But to answer my question directly, of the 17,400 that weren't deported back or didn't return on their own to Mexico, how many of them either, well, first, how many have been released into the U.S.? Uh, They're released on conditions, and and, uh, approximately, I think it's about 10,000 or so, 12,000. Have been released. 10,000 or so, which gets him to 12,000 people. Well, this is strange because Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, told us that these were people who weren't going to be staying for a long time. You'll remember that it was Peter Ducey who asked the question, as he often does, asking the questions that nobody else will in the White House briefing room because he seems to be the only reporter there. The foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. Well, first of all, I can re, re, I can readdress for you or re talk you through what that steps the, we that take. That's the policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? 
Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals, as individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's but the same here. thing. What do you mean they're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time? You just released 12,000 Haitian migrants and who knows whoever else into the United States under this. And But you were telling us that they, they, they're not intending to stay here a long time? So therefore they don't have to be tested for COVID? In every move, in every machination, this administration lies to the American people. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number, and again, I put it out there. Anybody want to defend this? I'm all ears. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. They've released 10 to 12,000, so you know the number's higher. The number's clearly got to be higher. Why would I ever believe it's only 12,000 people? But it was Jen Psaki just a week ago saying they wouldn't be here long. No one believes them. No one buys into this. This border conversation is as important and is as necessary as any conversation happening in America. And there are an unlimited number of people for the radicalness of their politics who simply believe that our looking into this is nonsense. This took place on MSNBC. I know, I know, I know. I don't think I have ever quoted Ali Velshi on this show. He's a host over there at MSNBC, and he's introducing a guest from The Atlantic, who has written an insane uh, article based on headline alone. But I want you to listen to how this introduction takes place. Yesterday a news, at a news conference, President Biden commented on the videos and images that we all saw this week of migrants being corralled by Border Patrol agents on horseback. It's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. Joining me now to explain the pieces of the story that are not being talked about. Caitlin Dickerson, she covers immigration as a staff writer for The Atlantic. Her latest piece titled Democrats Free Pass on Immigration is Over, published this morning and explores the racial overtones of America's immigration policy and how the Biden administration has not done anything to rectify that. Caitlin, good to see you. You and I have talked about this many times. Um, America's just got a warped sense of what immigration policy should look like. Um, it's, it's obsessed with the southern border and criminality. Uh, and and Democrats and Republicans have shared the blame for this over the years. See, the problem in the border is, of course, racism, when, of course, that's not the problem. Let's start with the first basic mistake uh, that Velshi is making, and he's making it, I believe, purposefully. Are we talking about immigration? Because, of course, we're not talking about immigration. We're talking about illegal immigration. These 12,000-plus Haitians who have been released to the United States cross the border illegally. They're just walking across the Rio Grande. 
setting up an encampment. And we have more on the way. As the reporting goes, there are thousands of Haitian migrants. They are not refugees. They are migrants working their way across the border. As the reporting goes, you have 4,000 passing through uh, the Darien Gap in Panama on the Colombian border heading to the United States. What will happen to them? This is not a conversation of immigration. I favor legal immigration. You know, it's an interesting story about birth rates. It's going on all across the, 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 the globe. Of course, Russia has this massive problem with birth rates. They have a massive problem with population. China, I know, 1.4 billion people, or is it 1.2 billion people, still a massive problem because they had for forever this policy of one child, the one-child policy. And they had for forever, did the communist Chinese, the policy of killing the girls. So now they don't have enough women. And now they see the losing of population. Well, it's an interesting thing. In order to be Russian, you have to be Russian. In order to be Chinese, you have to be Chinese. In order to be American, you just have to want it. Who we are as a people is based on an ideal and based on a, a, a concept of liberty. It isn't based on a color of skin or, or a uh, unique background. This gives us an unbelievable leg up, an unbelievable opportunity in the concept of population growth. We don't have to rely on birth rates because we are a nation that proudly engages immigration. And we should continue to do so. But that immigration should be legal. Should we allow people into the country who have been rapists in other countries? Of course not. This is not a debate. Should we allow people into the country illegally when people have been waiting for years to do it properly? Of course not. It's a disgusting insult to the people who engage uh, legally getting into the country. And we shouldn't insult those people who are our American brothers and sisters. We should embrace those people and say, how dare you think you can skip the line, cut to the head of the line, break the law, and somehow get some unique kind of love? How dare you? You're wrong. Don't you get that you're wrong? Well, let's go back to Ali Velshi, who doesn't believe that they are wrong. As a matter of fact, what he believes is that the United States is wrong for having a border policy. Let's go back to his beginning and opening statement. Yesterday, a news, at a news conference, President Biden commented on the videos and images that we all saw this week of migrants being corralled by Border Patrol agents. Corralled. Well, said differently, of course, it was the idea that they were whipped. They weren't whipped. There was no whip used at the border. And it is imperative, absolutely positively imperative, that we do not allow this lie to take hold. It is imperative that we speak out aggressively against it. It is absolutely imperative that we say quite clearly that it is unacceptable to make this claim. We can't allow it. 
we simply cannot allow any part of this to be said as if somehow it brings a value. I was on Fox News over the weekend. It's Fox News on Sunday. And Mike Emanuel is doing the, the, the questions, right? And it's me and a guy by the name of uh, Kevin Walling, who's a Democratic operative. I'm not quite sure what that is. I wanted you to hear how he starts his conversation. The question that's asked by, by Mike Emanuel and how he answers it. Is Democratic strategist and former Biden campaign surrogate Kevin Walling and talk radio show host Tony Katz. Gentlemen, welcome. Hey, Mike. Happy Sunday. Good to see you. Kevin, how troubled are you by what we are all witnessing at our southern border? Yeah, Mike, you know, I'm speaking as a Democrat. This is a crisis point at our border. I'm the first one to admit it. And, you know, on day one of the Biden administration's presidency, he uh, released a, a bill to Congress uh, to fully fund uh, our immigration services. We need to surge resources uh, to the border. Uh, since uh, taking office, over 700,000 uh, migrants have returned to their countries uh, based on the Biden administration's tough stance on, on uh, immigration and uh, securing our border. But certainly we need more resources uh, because it is a crisis point. Uh, on our southern border. Tony, why is whoa, it that whoa, some whoa, of the whoa, whoa, wait a second, Mike. We'll get to your question to me in a second. Joe Biden putting money to the border, it's, that's not, that's first of all, regardless of how much money he's put to the border, that doesn't address what's happening. Joe Biden told the Border Patrol for doing their job that they will pay. This is this is what the man said. They did their job. And for doing their job, the president of the United States went after them, completely and totally attacked them. Given what we saw at the border this week, have you failed in that promise? And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. That's the story. You want to talk about money given. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. And I responded, uh, I believe, properly. ...are more outraged about the treatment of Haitian migrants than all the other ethnic groups. Well, I think we should go back to what Kevin just said. I don't think anybody argues, Kevin, that we should want to fully fund the border. The issue is, is that we have a leadership that doesn't actually want a border, period. This is about will. If you're going to say a Border Patrol agent who did nothing wrong and nobody was whipped, you will pay. That's saying that you don't have any faith in Border Patrol. You're not backing up Border Patrol and you don't believe in the mission of Border Patrol. Our issue in America is that we don't have a leadership. We don't have a party that is in power that wants to go about controlling this. So this is more, Mike, than just about uh, this conversation of Haitian uh, migrants, and they are not refugees. They are migrants. This is about the entire conversation of what we want from a border and do we believe in a border in and of itself and this administration is clearly saying no we don't that's the facts now i could have gotten a lot lot more rough and tumble about the thing and i'm often asked why on tv i i don't and and the answer is because you've got four minutes 
And I'm not interested in doing screaming, uh, getting into a screaming fight with a Democrat. I'm just, I'm guys, I'm not interested. And you're right. Like, don't ever doubt that. You are correct. <laughs> Producer Ari hates that stuff. I just don't want it. But the conversation here is we have a party, the Democratic Party, led by Joe Biden, that doesn't believe in the idea of a border at all. So it doesn't matter what you fund. You took away the horses. The horses work. They're corralled. Damn straight. What's your problem, Allie? You don't think that people should be stopped from coming into the country illegally? Should they be stopped from breaking into your house? The horse is the problem? No, it is the breaking of the law that is the problem. It is the administration saying, come on in, which they've said until they got into office and now expect a new message to somehow be delivered to people who aren't going to listen because they know your weakest sin, Joe. The funding is an inconsequential part. If you don't have the willpower and the belief that a border should exist, the willpower to actually keep it uh, uh, up and running and operative. That's where we're at. People have been let into the country. Jen Psaki lied about how long they're going to stay. Are we really going to have these cases heard? How many people are going to show up for their cases to be heard? And they are not refugees. They are migrants. Don't let that lie pass by either. But nobody was whipped. And the people making that claim are as disgusting as the day is long. Oh, hi, Vice President Harris. I see you. We'll get to you in a bit. I'm Tony Katz. Detentions in China. No, not for Chinese nationals, not for Uyghur Muslims, not for Hong Kongers. We're talking about for corporate types, CEOs, and others. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Um, more of this is going to come, and this has already been happening, where you have business people, whether it be from the United States or other countries, they're allowed into China. But getting out is a whole nother subject. To get out, it means that you have to give up some information. Maybe they don't like the way that your business uh, treats China. Maybe they don't like the things you may have said uh, about China. I mean, look what they did to Jack Ma. You're talking about Alibaba, one of the largest companies in the world. He didn't. He spoke out against the banking system. So what happened? Re-education. Who knows when we'll see him again? Who knows? But this is happening more and more. And part of this is because they want to show uh, their strength. Not quite sure how detaining people show strength, but what they really want to do is make sure you know that they will control you. I'm Tony Katz. So I'm very happy to see that the $3.5 trillion infrastructure package is failing greatly. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY. We'd love to hear from you, 833-468-8669. This is very important stuff. $3.5 trillion worth of infrastructure that isn't actually infrastructure. 
and you've got the political left quite literally lying about it every day, wanting to make the claim that it's human infrastructure, which of course doesn't exist, it's wordplay. George Orwell would be proud, but it's not real. And America caught this, and I caught this bit of audio from uh, Representative Ro Khanna. I thought this was a rather telling, telling piece. Well, here's the situation. You have about 48 senators out of 50 who are for the president's agenda. You have about 210 members of the House who are for the president's agenda. So you're really looking at about two senators and eight House members who are holding everything up. I mean, it's not, I don't think I'm very optimistic it'll happen. I think the president made a very compelling case. He's shown great leadership in saying, give them a number. I mean, I think that was his message in all of uh, the conversations. That's his staff's message. As soon as we get a number, I actually think the uh, contours of a deal are, are there because a lot of the things that we want uh, in terms of a clean energy standard and climate provisions, universal preschool, expansion of Medicare, these are very popular. And I actually think some of even the holdouts will be for it. But we have but they're not infrastructure. Green this, climate that, Medicare that. I'm not arguing that you can't have these conversations. I am saying that they are not infrastructure. Yet they keep pushing it forward like it is. But listen to that line. You have 48 senators out of 50 who are for the president's agenda. You have about 210 members of the House who are for the president's agenda. You're looking at two senators and eight House members who are holding everything up. Right. That's not a bug. That's a feature, man. That's the system at work. This is the important stuff. You haven't convinced them. And maybe the problem is that you have 48 out of 50 senators. By the way, there's 100 senators, so you have 52 senators who oppose. Why isn't he discussing it like that? What an unbelievable bit of manipulation from Representative Kana. The real question is, why do you have 48 senators who believe that $3.5 trillion is, 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 is the answer, it is necessary? Why do you have this? That's the conversation. I'm going to get more into infrastructure uh, coming up. But look at the, look at the manipulation. It's, it's like this from, from President Biden. You know, I, I don't have it as an audio clip, but you'll get the point. Harris-Biden administration... You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. The president put out on the Twitter box. My Build Back Better agenda costs zero dollars. Instead of wasting money on tax breaks, loopholes, and tax evasion for big corporations and the wealthy, we can make a once-in-a-generation investment in working America. And it adds zero dollars to the national debt. No one believes this. It's a lie. It's an insult. It's simply not true. Why in the world would he say this? If you need to raise the, 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 the budget in the United States, the amount you can borrow, so you can pay for this $3.5 trillion, 
Well, then it clearly does cost something, give or take $3.5 trillion. The lies. The absolute lies. The absolute willingness to just push nonsense out there and assume that your base will just eat it up. Why in the world would... This is what they think of you. This is what they think of you. I I was going to get into this audio from from Maxine Waters, but I love you. I love you. I I, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to do that. You know what? Maybe I'll save it. Maybe 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 I'll I'll save it. Her talking about the border and just the the raw ignorance and how no member of Congress has said out loud, "You should just shut your mouth." You bigot. Cause she's the bigot. And I will get I will get into that. But let me let me take it to Australia. Let me take it to an Australian official where they are radical about their lockdowns. The lockdowns in Australia, the attacks on the citizenry. I mean, there's fights between citizens and police. They are attacking people in the streets. Arresting people, not wearing their mask, being outside, all sorts of insanity. This is what an Australian official said. Stress. We will not be ever having to go back to pre-COVID levels. We always can have to be mindful that COVID exists. We're going to have to engage with booster shots. We're going to have to engage with advice from time to time when we see outbreaks we're going to have to respond so it's it's not going to go back to normal we can't deny that we're going to have to live with covid Um, but having those very high vaccination levels will allow us to have more minimal restrictions or more minimal um, public health measures in place as we as we navigate the future years with covid stress so normal is is out now, what's so funny here is that Pfizer, the CEO from Pfizer, came out with kind of the same conversation about this idea of getting back to to normal. And I oppose when the people from these uh, pharma world talk about, oh, pandemic will be over in a year. Don't say that. Do not say that. You have no idea what's going to happen. We remember two weeks to flatten the curve. Do not say, oh, it'll be over. But here was the CEO of Pfizer predicting normal life within a year. Now, there are many Americans already leading a normal life. But we already see that there are people out there who don't want it. They don't want the normal life. They want this to continue. And, and, and what is this? This is the idea that through public health, they can make great changes. Through public health, they can go about moving ideological desires. Now, within those ideological desires, they gain control of the people because the less the people can speak out against it or do something about it, the more things that they can do. So while we engage this idea of, well, it's about control of the citizen, what it's about is the ideological desire where their their, uh, ideology has supplanted their humanity. 
And so in order to move the ideology, the people who are in the way have to simply be stopped. They have to be silenced, which is why you see people who who want others not to be able to speak. That's why you get people who are, you know, dropped on on Twitter or dropped on on, on Facebook. That's why uh, for the for the New York Post, no, you can't share that Hunter Biden story about the emails even though it was 100% accurate cuz we decided it was misinformation. Twitter wouldn't know misinformation if it bit him on the ass. What do they know about misinformation? They're the ones who aided and abetted misinformation by claiming that the Hunter Biden story that the New York Times broke regarding his emails was faulty. It wasn't faulty. It was 150% accurate. Accurate. So always remember that the control is, is necessary but it comes from the ideology. It's the ideology that is warped. It is this idea that if we just do these things, we'll all be better off. An ideology that states we'd be better off if you had less freedoms is not really a worthy ideology. But those people think that it's great, and they think that they'll be the ones still allowed to. Remember, they have free speech. You, it's a question. They have freedom of mobility. You, it's a, qu- you, it's a question. That's, that's the way they, 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 they go about it. That's the way they move it. Now... You have the Pfizer CEO talking about the normal life. This is the chief health officer in Alberta, Canada. So we do have that framework where schools, if they see that there are an increased number of children who are ill because of respiratory illness, again, or teachers or staff, uh, they can work with Alberta Health Services. And in some ways, that is uh, adding an additional layer of protection because if individuals choose to not get tested for COVID but are home with an illness, um, they're now counted in the list as uh, being part of that outbreak. And so it's less dependent on needing a test to be a part of identifying where there is an issue. Excuse me. Excuse me. Did you just say that everyone with an illness gets counted as COVID positive even without testing? Adding an additional layer of protection because if individuals choose to not get tested for COVID but are home with an illness, um, they're now counted in the list as uh, being part of that outbreak. And so it's less dependent on needing a test to be a part of identifying where there is an issue. We are, as I mentioned, working with education to determine if there are any adjustments that need to be made to this framework. But there are no other settings right now, aside from continuing care and acute care, as locations where there's a significant risk of uh, transmission and, and severe outcomes if there should be. If you are home with an illness, according to the Alberta Chief Health Officer, and you don't get tested, they'll just make the assumption that you have COVID. That th- thank goodness we're following the science. You can't make that assumption. That's insane. So when people talk about normal, uh, I I want normal. Uh, one of the things I don't accept is the idea of the new normal. I don't listen to people tell me about the new normal. I don't buy in. There is only normal. Us living our lives the way we see fit. Now, again, I understand that I'm I'm talking about, uh, I'm I'm talking about uh, Canada or I'm talking about Australia. I'm fully aware of that. But there are definitely people in the United States who feel this way. 
Definitely people in the United States who want to push uh, these, these things. Definitely people in the United States who are desirous of this same radicalness. And we should be very wary of them. Can I give you one more thing to be wary of? I, I caught this. This this was on, uh, I forget where this was shared. I think this was shared on Twitchy. Uh, Twitchy is a site that talks about things going on on Twitter. T-W-I-T-C-H-Y, Twitchy. I, I, I enjoy the site quite a bit. And this was um, a, a TikToker. That's somebody who makes videos on the TikTok. And this was a TikToker explaining all of the genders that they are. I'm not making this up. I am playing it as it was posted. This is a video that exists. Listen. Hi, I'm Lynx Wildcat. I am a polyamorous, pansexual, lesbian, non-binary, trans woman. I'm also a furry. And my pronouns are she, her, and he. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to even begin to say about such a thing. And you can say to me, Tony, what do you care? Some ridiculous person on social media just spouting off, looking for attention? What what does it matter? I don't disagree with that part. Here's where I think it matters. I think it matters because your kids are on TikTok. I think it matters because they may look at that and say, oh, that's normal. That's not normal. Your kid may not understand what it means to be someone looking for attention. Because if you say to me, well, they, they can feel that way, they can feel that way all they want, but none of it is true. We should be, parents should be, the first and last line of defense in explaining to their children factual things. People can believe what they want to believe. But if you don't think that has an impact when it is embraced as something of, oh, good for them. Oh, they're so brave. Hi, I'm Lynx Wildcat. I am a polyamorous, pansexual, lesbian, non-binary, trans woman. I'm also a furry. A furry is somebody who likes to dress up in costumes of animals. That, that's, that's a furry. That's a fetish. Being a furry is a fetish, and you know what? I have zero problem with it. You you do you. Whatever works for you in a bedroom, I say fine. As long as it's two consenting adults or three, it's fine by me. It, it makes no difference. But when we play this game, and the, uh, kids are absolutely affected by this, when we play this game of you can be all these things, it's not true. That's a man. Or that's male. That's a male. It's okay. It's not all these other things. It's not that. And your kids need to be able to know that it's okay if they're just a boy or just a girl. There's nothing bad about that. This is not special. This is more of a cry for help than anything else. You should know what your kids are being subjected to. You should know what's out there. And you should know that you got to talk to them about it. That's your job, parents. 
I'm Tony Katz. Stocky getting ready to have a press briefing. And they had a horrible week last week, and they've got a very rough road ahead of them with, uh, of course, budget deadlines uh, in terms of the infrastructure bill, never mind uh, spending. If they don't raise the debt limit, they could have a government shutdown later this week. Questions she's going to have to ask and answer and try and make Joe Biden look good in this. And man, oh, man, he does not. Only person who looks worse this week is Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Her bigotry on display, the bigot she hangs out with, and the lie she told her constituents about Israel. Oh, she deserves every bit of derision she gets. This started with the dress. She's been flailing ever since. She rarely misses in social media, but it was a social media miss, and then it was her normal policy terribleness. Stop looking up to this woman. I'll explain why. Keep it right here. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. This is Tony Katz Today.